Welcome to Columbia Food Chat. I'm Brian Cole. Today's episode, we have a special guest for you. We have Kevin Sanders. For those of you who may know me personally, you know that I am a huge fan of barbecue. Doesn't matter what it is. Could be pulled pork, ribs, brisket. It doesn't matter. If you smoke it, I love it. And so Kevin is a certified South Carolina barbecue judge. In addition to that, he's also a pit master and owns his own barbecue truck. So today we're going to talk with him a little bit about, you know, what all that means um, and even give you guys some helpful tips on, you know, if you're smoking something at home, barbecue-wise that is. (laughs) So I hope you all enjoy this interview with Kevin Sanders. I'm here with Kevin Sanders, and he is he is the owner and operator of Bud's Barbecue Truck. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing good today. How about you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So you own a barbecue truck. Um, let me go ahead and first and foremost, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Uh, well, um, my name's Kevin Sanders, uh, and I cook barbecue. Um, we cook a little bit of, uh, everything else too, but, uh, we do a lot of barbecue competitions. Um, we can bring to your house, uh, barbecue. Uh, I've got the capability of putting a 120 pound pig on a rotisserie if you want, or we can do just butts in the backyard. That sounds great. Well, how did, how did you get into, um, doing barbecue? Um, <laughs> Actually, my wife and I were coming back from Baseford, Gleesville, and saw a bunch of tents in front of the old Hendricks farm. So we pulled in to see what was going on. And it was the Carolina Q Cup. Uh, it's a major barbecue competition. And we found out you can pay money and walk around and eat lots of barbecue. So that's how I got first involved in it. Uh, and then talking with people there, uh, found out there were competitions all over. So I started just going to the competitions. Uh, then I found out about becoming a judge, and I did that. Well, that's, that sounds great. So what exactly is a barbecue judge, and you know, what, what do you judge, and can you tell us a little bit about that process? Sure. Um, in season, uh, there are competitions pretty much every weekend somewhere in South Carolina. Um, the teams come in, they prep barbecue to – the way they want it when they turn it into the judging it's a double blind uh judge so you've got uh a nine by nine styrofoam container that as a cooker you build your box you put your barbecue in it and do your best with that when it comes to the judges uh we don't know whose barbecue it is uh and the process uh that we judge on is uh it's the appearance first because you can eat with your eyes so when you open the the box how does the barbecue look um, then we uh, judge on the taste, the aroma, the tenderness, and the overall impression. Um, it's a 17-point uh, overall spread for the different categories. And winning usually comes down to two to three places beyond a decimal point. Hmm. Okay. So it's a pretty intense competition. Yeah, that sounds really, really amazing um, as far as, you know, just – you get to sit around for a, a day and eat a bunch of barbecue and say, Oh, I like this one. Or, Oh, I like that yeah. one. That sounds right well, up my alley. Yeah. 10 AM. You get to eat free barbecue. It's wonderful. 
That sounds great. Uh, now, is it when I think of barbecue competitions and judging, I think of ribs. Is it mostly ribs, or is it you know pulled pork, or what? What things? What kind of things are you judging? Well, in in this area, um, they do a lot of uh, butts, pulled pork. Um, there is a major rib competition that started. Uh, I think they're in their third year up in Blythewood. Uh, they have sixty teams. That's uh, a that's a lot of ribs. Um, there are a few competitions in South Carolina that are sanctioned by KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society. They do uh, multiple meats. So they'll do ribs, butts, uh, they usually do briskets and chicken. Uh, but most of what I cook in is the South Carolina Barbecue Association or the Southern Barbecue Association. And it's generally butts and ribs. Okay. Okay. I'm not complaining about, you know, pulled pork and ribs. So <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, so how, uh, um, how did exactly did you get into the judging? Is it easy? Is well, it an easy process? Um, yeah, well, like I said, I was uh, talking with people at some of the competitions, and I saw these people with aprons that said certified judge. So I went over and talked with them, and uh, they told me uh, contact the South Carolina Barbecue Association. They hold an annual training seminar. Um, once you do the training seminar, you kind of apprentice for uh, four competitions. Uh, so you, you actually go through and score, but your scores don't count. Um, that way they can make sure that you're scoring appropriately, scoring along with everybody else, uh, that, you're, that you're understanding what you're looking for in the scoring. Um, after imagine you how frustrating that would be for a, for a barbecue team to be cooking all day. And then one person that doesn't quite have the experience gives a really <laughs> unnecessarily low score or something and how that could really throw off, you know, basically oh, somebody's entire event. Absolutely. And I mean, you can, you know, with, with the judges, I mean, it's, you try to be as objective as you can, but I mean, it's, it's a bunch of people with individual taste buds. Uh, so, you know, you, you do your best to, judge what you think their best product is now you went from judging to actually competing and what what how you know how did you make the jump from being a judge to saying you know oh now i'm going to actually compete in the competitions well one of the requirements to advance in judging from uh from a certified judge to a senior judge is you have to cook with several teams so that as a judge you understand what these guys are up against what they're doing um, so uh, it's four teams you have to cook with. Um, and basically you go to teams and say, look, I'm a judge. I want to advance. Can I cook with you next weekend? Um, and then you become a worker bee. <laughs> so you get to wash all the dishes. Um, but I did my, my cooks there and I kind of figured out that I enjoyed the cooking. Um, maybe a little bit more than, than judging. So, uh, I hooked up with another guy and cooked with him for a year or two and decided, you know, I, I can do this on my own. So I begged, borrowed and stole equipment from people on a loaner basis and put my team together and started competing. Okay. I had the uh, opportunity to meet you on a food tour uh, when you came on, on, on the Columbia Food Tours with me. Um, and you were telling me a little bit about, you know, what it is that you do, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast. And one of the things that I believe that it was you that told me and that kind of stuck with me is that you said, you know, there's a difference between cooking for competition and cooking for just regular eating. 
And can oh. you describe what that difference is? Um, you know, when we cook competition, we're cooking anywhere from eight to 12 butts. Or uh, if it's ribs, we're doing, you know, 12, 15 racks of ribs. Uh, I've got a much larger smoker. Um, and you're, you're paying more attention to the, the details that are going to be the visual impression. You want to make sure the bark comes out perfect so that when you break that apart and put it in the turning box, you want to make the most visually appealing product you can. When you're cooking for home, um, you're not going to be building a turn-in box. So you're, you're cooking more with love then. You want it to taste good. You want to make sure your friends are, are happy. Um, with the ribs, uh, for cooking at home, I won't fall off the bone ribs. But in a competition, you want, we call them bite ribs. It's a, a rib you can bite and it leaves a bite mark for you to, to see. Okay. Okay. And I think, I think one of the things that you mentioned to me when we, when we were talking about it before was, uh, you know, you're cooking for, you know, as, as a judge, you're not eating a plate of barbecue from each place. You're, you're, you're basically taking a bite or two of, mm -hmm. of each one. And so you're, you're basically cooking to have the best bite possible. And Absolutely. so it's kind of like a, you know, Hey, I, I want to blow them away with one bite of barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, and whereas if I'm cooking at home, you know, like every bite's got to be good. So, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's very much the case is, yeah, you get, you get one shot. I mean, uh, as the judges, they pass the box around, everybody pulls samples from the box and that's your shot. Okay. Well, let me ask you, so there may be some people listening today and maybe they're thinking, you know, you know, I, I do some smoking at home, you know, and typically around here, I think a lot of people, you know, especially if you're just, you know, kind of amateur smokers, you know, we smoke Boston butts or we smoke ribs, you know, what are a couple things maybe that you can, some tips that you could give us to maybe make sure that our barbecue comes out, you know, even better. Um, you know, the, the main rule is low and slow. Uh, you, know, you want to cook it at 225 degree temperature uh, and don't don't rush it. As far as like rubs and, and injections and brines, um, everybody has their own tastes. So you just kind of have to work with uh, experiment. I mean, I know it's kind of expensive to put a $25 butt to experiment with, but I mean, that's really, that's, that's how all of us come up with our flavor profiles is you, you try something and see what needs to be modified. And do you, when you're at the competitions, do you, um, do you notice there's one or two, um, you know, I guess pit crews that, uh, is that what they're called? Pit crews? Uh, uh, yeah. Pit crew, barbecue team, uh, barbecue teams. Okay. Yes. Is there, is there one or two barbecue teams that, um, uh, typically are, are winning a lot of the different events for whatever reason, they figure out that niche that they get that spice profile just right. They get how they, how they build that box just right. And if you can duplicate that from, from competition to competition, you can, you can maintain that street. Uh, another thing that people figure out is locations impact the judges. Um, generally in the upstate uh, AOP, Anderson County Pickens area, they're going to lend more towards a sweeter barbecue. So you kind of play to the judges up there. You go towards uh, Myrtle Beach, that direction. They're a little more into the vinegar, pepper kind of sauce. 
Um, you head towards Charleston and down to the low country and you're more in the mustard. So you got to kind of figure out the area and just tweak what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. I guess, you know, figuring out who the judges are and what the judges preference are, it could be a very big key component of, you know, cooking in on a, on a barbecue team. So if somebody's interested in, you know, getting into maybe judge the judging or the actual, you know, competing on a barbecue team, how would they go about doing those things? Um, as far as judging, uh, you can Google either the South Carolina Barbecue Association or the Southern Barbecue Network. Um, and both of them are, uh, it, it's a great bunch of people. It's, it's family right up until you're building your competition box and you don't want anybody around. But, um, but other than that, everybody's, everybody's a great group to work with. Um, if you go through uh, either SCBA or SBN, you, you join, uh, they've got the application process on there. They tell you about when the classes will be. Um, they have links to competitions all around the state. Uh, so you can see something that's going on. If you just wanted to go to competitions, um, there are links to something that's happening pretty much every weekend. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I mean, I, I am very excited about this. This is something that I've been thinking about for years is, you know, man, I want to, I want to do some barbecue judging. I think I would be a great judge. Uh, <laughs> so um, I definitely am interested in that myself. So hopefully, you know, somebody will hear this and, and uh, decide that that's for them as well. So, Kevin, if you're at home and you're, you're wanting to smoke something for dinner, what's your favorite thing to throw on the smoker? I like ribs. Um, you know, it's, I don't know whether it's a religious thing and I'm just getting a rib back or if it's uh, <laughs> you know, just a, a carnal thing where you just get a gnaw on a bone. But I, I like ribs ribs i i enjoy them too i've actually had them twice in the last two days so <laughs> they are they are definitely um one of my favorites as well you know something about you know that that, that sweet that you get from the outside and and uh, you know it, you just can't beat a good a good rack of ribs that's for sure uh, uh, and, and meat that's cooked on the bone is always going to taste better now you mentioned you like them fall off the bone is there any trick to getting them you know really really tender temperature um you want to cook we when I cook ribs, we do uh, usually it's called a three to one method, and we put the ribs on in the heat in the smoke uh, about two twenty five for three hours. At that point, we wrap the ribs. So they're not going to take any more smoke after they reach about one hundred and sixty five. Uh, so we wrap them for two hours, and at that point, they should be around one hundred and eighty five to one hundred ninety degrees. Um, that last hour is if you need it. Um, if they're, if they're up to that 185, 190 temperature, um, you can open them up, sauce them, let that sauce set and you're ready to go. If they need a little bit longer, that's, that's what that last hour is for. Now, how can people find out about your barbecue truck? And if they want to come out and, or maybe they want, they want to, they're interested in having you come out and, you know, cater an event or, or trying your barbecue, how would they go about contacting you? Yeah. Well, we are in the process of putting all that together right now. Um, the website will be budssc, B-U-D-S-S-C.com. I've got uh, uh, an artist that's working on putting that together for me right now. Um, and we do, uh, you know, we do stuff other than the barbecue. Um, so right now, if someone's interested, uh, I run an omelet bar at Second Wave Coffee and Books on South Lake Drive 
on Sundays uh, from 9 to 1230. Really? So they do mimosas and I cook custom omelets. Really? I've been to Second Wave several times. I didn't know that you were out there doing omelets there. That's really neat. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yep, we do that on Sundays. Uh, so, like I said, we're getting we're getting the website up and running. I hope to have the the trailer functional by mid September, um, and then we're just going to go one hundred percent and see if we can make people's taste buds dance. How many competitions are you planning on doing? You know, over the next couple, well, over the next year or so, uh, we'll probably do four or five between now and uh, December. Okay, now. One of the things that may scare some people from doing competitions is just the cost of, of, you know, of meat. But I think one of the things that you had told me when we were doing the, on the food tour was that uh, the competition itself actually provides all the meat. Is that right? Correct. Usually uh, entry fees run 150 to $200. Uh, but the competitions provide the meat to make sure that it's a, a, a fair platform for everybody, that all the meat comes from the same source. Okay. Yeah, that makes it, it seems pretty fair then. So you don't have people buying much higher grade meat or something like that. So, oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's some really exotic stuff out there you could try and get your hands on. But, you know, it it, it would take away some of that equity in the competition. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much to our guest, Kevin Sanders, today. Um, If you happen to see him out at a barbecue event, make sure you stop by and tell him hello, and make sure you tell him you heard him on our podcast. I also have a very exciting announcement for y'all today, but before we get to that, I want to remind you that I would love to see y'all on a Columbia food tour coming up this fall, but just a reminder that fall is our busy season, so if you'd like to come on a tour with us when the weather's cool in the fall, make sure you go ahead and go onto our website, ColumbiaFoodTours.com, and get your tickets now because they are going very fast. Um, We won't have a lot of space available if you wait last minute, so make sure you go and do that. And then uh, for our exciting announcement, um, we are actually in the middle of launching a brand new food tour. Uh, So a lot of you have always asked me, you know, what's next for Columbia Food Tours? And the answer is we're going to be launching what we are calling our Sweet Surprise Treat Tour. And uh, there'll be some more information that comes along in the next few days about this tour. So be on the lookout through our Facebook page. If you haven't already liked us on Facebook, make sure you do that. And it's going to be really exciting because it's something unlike anything that we've ever done before. We've already got all, almost all the restaurants signed on, ready to participate, and tickets will be going on sale for it very, very soon. And those will be able to be purchased on our website at ColumbiaFoodTours.com. Thank you again so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please go and subscribe and like, uh, like us and follow us so you get notifications when a new episode comes out. And share us with your friends. Thank you.